All right, let's put this baby to bed. For all of you 145 homo sapiens walking meat sacks of hope. Uh, I'm just seeing 145 show up for the plays thus far for ESP, ESD for sport. So that's our, that's our viewership. I'd love to open up uh, like Russell Brand. Welcome all of you 5.4 million souls listening. In. Can you imagine that many people listening into energy system training for sport? Wow. So uh, energy system training for sport makes no sense overall. Uh, conditioning for sport makes no sense. Um, what I started with that we just need to not really close the topic, but uh, confirm a couple of things as well as rehash what was said in the first portion. Reminder here, we're talking about this semantics of language that that folks get caught up in with regards to skill training of a sport versus energy system training. And my whole point I'm trying to make is that energy system training for sport actually doesn't exist and it makes no sense. Um, again, to repeat as well, what we spoke about, uh, if you want to become a great athlete at a sport, play the sport a lot. Uh, for another time, we can discuss what could be hiccups there for, for individuals' brains on sports speciality and uh, specialization, etc. cetera. Uh, but it's, it's just well-known fact. Uh, those who play the sport and play the sport often and a lot become great at that sport. You can't go down the road. Well, what burns one out? What causes overuse injuries? What, uh, what prevents an individual from getting to the highest level of achievement in the sport? You can't take that route on it. You're just going to end up getting deeply embedded inside of what I would call nonsense, where you have no skin in the game and you're just a pundit. You're just talking about what ideas are that are going to allow people to have their maximal expression in the sport. Um, and you're lying to yourself and you're lying to everyone that you're uh, sending those ideas out to. And uh, that's actually sad too, because I guarantee you out of the 145 listeners, there's 143 of you who have experienced a sport and had that highlighting moment. You're like, you know what, if I want to be really good at this sport, I got to do this shit a lot. Okay. So it's the semantics, right? Are you training for the skill? Think of the rower at Yale. I was just listening to a, uh, uh, an econ economy podcast, basically based upon universities, et cetera. They were comparing post, like what happens to what Brian Kaplan calls the post university social signaling that he believes people use to indicate what university went to. And then, um, Mr. Shapiro on the other side was, I think his name was Norm Shapiro was on the other side saying, well, you got to dig a little bit digger, deeper into that research. And so they looked at Yale versus Penn's, Penn State, I believe, in terms of outcomes and jobs and job pay and et cetera. Anyways, without giving you the, the answers to what was discovered in there, um, it made me think of the uh, Yale rowing, you know, I think Yale has rowing, right? Anyways, so I just think of Yale rowing, you know, and I actually did have my 
my sister-in-law. I think that's what she would be considered. Uh, she rode crew. Uh, I also coached. Uh, my first number of clients were on the either provincial and and or national level row team in the strength and conditioning center at Morrill University in Newfoundland. And I had two clients when I was in Calgary that rode for UVic and man, what's a Northwestern? It was a Northwestern school that competed that had a great row crew team. Anyways, all to get to the idea that you could use rowing as an example and extract some principles of the whole conversation here. What were the energy system trainings that they did? And guess what they did? None. They did, though, a ton of training of skill of rowing. Okay? A ton of it. There was no room for salt bike repeats. There was no room for running stairs, right? There was no, and remember, let's go back to what I said on the first portion. You can't, you can't say that, um, that, uh, because, you know, deconditioned athletes, uh, are running stairs that you, you say that, oh, conditioning for sport exists. No, that's a lifestyle behavioral issue. It's not a metabolic training issue, right? So you see that back to the, back to the rowing example, they don't do energy system training. They do skill training. And if, if that's where you or anyone's going to get caught up, uh, that's okay. I mean, in the end, you know, this, this actual, you know, podcast and EST for sport, none of this actually really matters whatsoever. It's just, it's just an idea, right? It's to, but it's also to criticize a bad idea or to be a critical thinking on a specific idea, especially when um, a lot of people are not aware of the fact that a shit ton of people make uh, a lot of money on this useless idea and concept that gets pushed into academia. Get ready for it. Here's, here's where it comes back to, to hit us. Gets pushed in academia. It becomes the golden standard as to what should be talked about and done. And then all these lowly servant public people, right, are out there going, tell us, oh, wise ones, what should we do to decrease our fatness and to improve our longevity? Well, let us look inside the laboratory. This is what we have in place. It's energy system training. <laughs> That's exactly why this shit is, sucks. The concept of it is that it pretty much only has been created to make money for academia, fitness institutions, and influencers. That's it, right? That's it. And it's actually sad that people will spend 30 years of their life really thinking this is impactful it's and and because just think about if sport coaches as i said in the first point if sport coaches don't do it right that's that's actually not even argumentative now right but we 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 think it's argumentative because we get three out of a thousand sport coaches promoting what their athletes doing for energy system training right so if sport coaches don't do it and they just actually just train the athletes for the sport instead. And the public are, is not athletes. Therefore, they're not doing sport. Then why in the hell does this concept exist? Therefore, it has to exist for something, right? And it's not just, you know, uh, what I could easily fall back on, folly of thought 
diversion tactic around many more important things. Actually, I believe that has a big part to play with it. But uh, it really seems purposeful, right? And so if it really seems purposeful, we should study it. We should put it in academia. We should, uh, you know, teach these young minds from 18 to 22 years of age all there is to know around metabolic training to improve at a sport. And how is that going for, how is that going for us as a population, right? How is that ending up for us as a population? Right. It's not, it's not working. It's not working well. This is how it ends up with population as one, you know, sidewinder thing. You actually have, and I spoke with this before, I was just mentioned again at a, at a more recent conference I was at called the, uh, uh, obesity symposium or uh, for the Phoenix Children's Hospital, they put on a obesity childhood obesity symposium. Uh, it was uh, eight hours uh, on a Friday. Anyways, and what they're talking about there is, uh, for, I'll just summarize the whole day, no one wants to stretch out uh, what lifestyle means for the prescription. Everyone wants to go to surgery or medication. Okay. Uh, that's anyways, how does this, how does this parlay? Where do you think those practitioners and doctors and nurses and, uh, social workers and educators and, and people that are dealing with these groups of young individuals, you know, where do they get their information? Do you know where they get the information from that same fucking laboratory? That is all they're studying is energy system training. That's the same place they get it. So what do I hear? you know, from these doctors who are going to cut this kid's uh, um, stomach, right? They're going to cut this kid's stomach. Settle on that one for a second. Just just set with that for a second. They're going to cut this fucking kid's stomach, right? Why? Because they they said that the lifestyle things were exhausted and, you know, and this is the next step. That's, listen, those are coming out of adult mouths, okay? So when I asked the question, what did you do in the lifestyle? Well, we go to, we go to evidence that is what we're going to provide to these young people. You see that? You see that? And guess what is the evidence that's apparently obvious? Oh, it's whatever is happening in that vacuum, in that, the, 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 the uh, building on the hill with all the big mines. That's where we're going to go. What a crock of shit, Right. So what do you, what is, what are their, what is their answer back? You know what their answer back is? High intensity interval training because it's the same shit, right? <laughs> and, and I'm like saying, what the fuck does an eight-year-old care about high intensity interval training? Right? It's a thing for another time. But this is why the concept matters is that all the cards, the whole building falls flat. It does. It falls flat. When you, when you go deep into where did this come from and why is it, why is it spread, the concept? Why is it spread? And why is no one uh, brave enough to talk about the true training that goes on for sport development? Gosh, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, it didn't exist, you know. Um, I think I talked about this, you know, on the previous one, I'll repeat it. I just try to pick out years, right? So historical context to kind of drum it, drum it up or bring it back together. It didn't exist in 1936. 
actually maybe the British Milers were were still hammering there. Um, I don't know, 1826, right? So, so it didn't exist. And the reason why I make mention of that is that it you have to just it basically makes us all human, right? And then and then say, okay, it's 2022. Look around, right? What? Why all of a sudden today does it seem important, right? Why does it seem progressive? And listen, I know I, I'm on the other side. I'm, I'm now on the other side. If I'm making sense of that. I was a pusher of that information. So when you get on the other side of pushing the information, um, and then you realize the information, you were just pushing it to seem smart or to make money. Uh, and then you all of a sudden realize, holy shit, there's actually no real significant truths in there. Then you could make, you could see how all of a sudden in 2022, in comparison to 1826, it seems progressive right? It seems like advanced, right? It seems higher order. Actually, no, it's not. It's entertainment. It's entertainment. That's what energy system training is. It's, it's entertainment. Because there's a lot of other things, better things that athletes could be doing in preparation for their sport. And that could be strategy, tactics, uh, resilience, um, uh, and inside of strategy and tactics is uh, is all the shit that you'd like to use as words, right? So the you know social socially uh, you know acceptable terms of cognitive mindset and right, all the positive psych shit uh, that gets put inside. Don't worry, it's inside of that. Strategy and tactics does include you know visualization. Uh, teamwork, um, all those things, all the positive immaterial things, right? Feelings and emotions that's inside of that. So we could spend a lot more time on that stuff, you know, and listen, I didn't even, I didn't even pick on, I could, I could, you know, uh, sit here as a fitness apologist for, for three hours and talk to you all the benefits of, um, just nutrition and lifestyle alone that can make all these athletes, if we spent more time on that stuff, it would make all these more athletes be able to express and play their sport far more often. Then we would get uh, maximal expression in the sport. And again, I'll just play on it because it's right in front of me right there. I don't even know why we don't discuss those truths more often. You know, and I said that, said that before, uh, I don't know if it was on a podcast or just discussing it, you know, you know, we're, we're scared shitless to even look at, uh, the, the highest expression, right. Of the sport in particular athletes and just follow their trail. Right. Um, and what we want to do, this is, this is what we want to turn it into. It's like, uh, you know, for example, study Michael Phelps journey, right. With, uh, I think Bob Bowman was Bowman his coach. I apologize if anyone's listening that I screwed that up because they're local and shouldn't make that mistake. But, uh, you know, just, just study that. And it, this is, this is what people want to hear. They want to hear the fact that he played ice hockey and that he actually ate, you know, 16 pieces of broccoli in, in the day and that he, um, uh, you know, 
played a, a four, a third sport and no one talked about it, you know, and he weight trained since he was seven, you know, this is what, this is what we want to hear, right? That's what we want to hear. But what is the truth? All of those examples I'd given you that happened on one day out of 365 days. You know why? Because guess what? He was swimming. He was swimming and he was doing a lot of swimming. So this, that's what I believe we should focus on is specialization. And we can do a much better job of all the other things around that allows them to express themselves specially and uniquely in that and stop, stop like throwing in where, because energy system training falls into here, all this other shit that, that actually clogs, clogs it up, right? It does. It clogs it up. You know, there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of things to think about. There's not a lot of things to think about, but we, we think there is right. Oh, geez. I got this athlete in front of me now. What should we do for energy system training? Wrong question. Wrong question. If you have someone in front of you and you've made the assumption that they need conditioning, that's different. That's different. And that's where, that's where we need to draw the line here. Right? So let's talk about this generalized truth though. The generalized truth is that they don't need energy system training. What they need is a better lifestyle practice. Like, why are they showing up deconditioned? That's the question that should be asked. Right? You're over fat and you had an overuse injury for two years. Dude, you know, why? Why did you have that? Okay. You got some answers. Why, why is that the case? Right? It has to come back to them recognizing uh, different things like this, which are not always the case. I probably need to sleep one hour more on average over the past four years. I probably didn't manage my hydration as good as possible. I probably invested into this pleasure-seeking pre-post-workout upper-downer you know, thing that kind of went by as like being okay, but actually I was addicted, right? That's the shit that you need to get into because that's what led to the problem. It had nothing to do with the energy system training being the panacea. That's going to be the fix for it. And if you don't explain that to an athlete, right, they're going to think that the energy system training exists. And then now the coach thinks that it exists, but it doesn't, you know, what exists is a deconditioned over fat, irresponsible athlete. If that can change in 20 minutes to a responsible, well-intentioned person, then that's fine. You're still going to do some kind of conditioning to get them up to speed, right? To allow them to do what though? To allow them to play their sport as much as possible. So if you want to become a great athlete at a sport, you need to play the sport a lot. couple reminders. We're talking about skill versus energy system training as this area that we get lost in in language. Also, energy system training or conditioning just actually doesn't make sense, right? In most cases, it's a lifestyle behavioral issue. It's never a metabolic training issue. It didn't exist a long time ago. So that doesn't mean that because it's 2022 and it exists today, it, it actually is truthful. Let's not forget that it actually doesn't occur in a shit ton of sports, 
right? And those sport coaches need to be brave enough that, as my example, the 997 out of a thousand of them need to speak up and say, yeah, we don't do that or shit. We just do tactical training, skill training, specific skill training for the sport, right? Um, and it's only created, uh, this is an opinion, but, you know, just follow the money. It's only created to make money for that academic, academic fitness and institution influencer triad, right? Because if, if, if someone was to say, well, it, you know, we're, we're okay with it, you know, a lot of coaches don't do it and it's just out there to make seem fancy because we need to sell something to the public, just say that, right? Just say it. Don't be afraid of saying it. Yeah, so I don't have much more to to go on that. If you feel I could uh, go a little deeper or harder or less hard or you got some questions, just email me. James at opexfit.com. Um, email still exists. Don't DM me. Uh, I'm not on social media. I won't find it. Um, yeah, just email me and we'll, I'll, I'll open up a little further. Otherwise, you know, I get, I get lots out of this. I just get it out of my, out of my brain, onto my voice, into, into digits, into ones and zeros, uh, into the digital world. Um, yeah. So as I promised, uh, uh, I won't spend any time on those, those other areas. What were the, what were the areas that I generally would cover? Um, what was it? Food, music, reading, uh, myself, and what else was there? Hmm. Oh, yeah, thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, I'll be brief on it, and I'm just going to leave you with what I promised last time was a, a, a excerpt from The Denial of Death uh, by Ernest Becker. Um, yeah, and I'll just do that. So this is an excerpt taken from uh, a book that I'm reading called The, the Denial of Death by Ernest Becker. And um, this is in the chapter who, in Understanding the uh, psychoanalyst, psychoanalyst Kierkegaard, who has been highly regarded just in psych in general, philosophy, psychology, etc. And... Um, they're basically this. This excerpt is just uh, really trying to get at meaning, and which is uh, for those who I know. Some people who do listen have discussed this actual context with me, um, and uh, I'm sure you would appreciate uh, these words for the giggles we have around what meaning is and all the aspects of it. And then I'll leave you be, and uh, we'll get on to some bigger and better things. Kierkegaard's torment was the direct result of seeing the world as it really is in relation to his situation as a creature. The prison of one's character is painstakingly built to deny one thing and one thing alone, one's creatureliness. The creatureliness is the terror. Once admit that you are a defecating creature and you invite the primeval ocean of creature anxiety to flood over you. 
but it is more than creature anxiety. It is also man's anxiety. The anxiety that results from the human paradox that man is an animal who is conscious of his animal limitation. Anxiety is the result of the perception of the truth of one's condition. What does it mean to be a self-conscious animal? The idea is ludicrous, if it is not monstrous. It means to know that one is food for worms. This is the terror. To have emerged from nothing, to have a name, consciousness of self, deep inner feelings, an excruciating inner yearning for life and self-expression, and with all this, yet to die. It seems like a hoax, which is why one type of cultural man rebels openly against the idea of God. What kind of deity would create such complex and fancy worm food? Cynical deities, said the Greeks, who use man's torments for their own amusement. Oof.